This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Baltimore's very own hometown hero, Stavros Halkias is bringing the Fat Rascal Tour to the Lyric Baltimore on October 12th at 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Limited tickets are available. Don't miss Baltimore's own Stavros Honkias performing live at the Lyric Baltimore on October 12th. Grab tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Hi, everyone. Robbo here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. And as we always say, please make sure you subscribe so you don't ever miss a future episode. Leave your comments. Uh, certainly off the back of yesterday, there's been plenty of those. And please rate the content. You know, we, we've had some unbelievable results over the last few weeks. And I, I do think they will continue from now until the end of the season. So, yeah, keep watching, keep listening, keep downloading. Right. Enough of that. Uh, first and foremost, let me eat the introductions. Carl, how are you? Good to see you again. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, slightly better circumstances and a better mood this afternoon. Well, I've got, uh, you, I've got you as the lucky charm here, mate. So you're here oh, to, stay, to be honest. <laughs> Don't rely on me for that, honestly. Uh, and Tom, how are you, buddy? Good, thanks, mate. You? Oh, absolutely fantastic, I think is the only way of putting it. 100%. So um, let's get involved. Um I think first first and foremost, um, I did say when I started this pod that um, I would always, I think, give my opinions as I, as I see them. And one of the things that I've been very consistent about is my opinion of Harley Dean. Uh, and I would say 99% of the time it's been far from um, complimentary. But I will say, uh, before we do anything else, that I would say uh, I would ma- massive sort of pat on the back for him, just a, a brilliant performance. Uh, start to finish, um, you, you can't knock him. Uh, he deservedly man of the match. And all I would say is I want another nine of those uh, because one performance, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that as we go through the pod, it is only one performance, albeit, thank Christ it is, and it's three points. Um, but I think he he now needs to he set the bar. And I think there's been a few false dawns, not just with him, but with the team. So uh, let, let's hope that uh, he continues that level of performance. And if he does, we'll be a better team for it. So, yeah, so that's just a personal one from me because, uh, you know, I, I don't like to be a shit house and just 
you know, blow people into the weeds when they're awful and not acknowledged and when they play well. So enough of that. Um, moving on to, um, well, yeah, <laughs> Lee Bogue is now our manager, um, which is fantastic. So, uh, Tom, I'm going to open up with you. I know you've been screaming for four, four, fucking two for a while, <laughs> um, as you've been saying. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to leave. I'm going to let you open up with what were your thoughts when you saw the the news and the team, and did it deliver against your expectations? Support for today's Blues Focus podcast is brought to you by none other than Manscaped. Manscaped specialised in all your below the waist grooming needs. They've only just recently landed in the UK, so you could be first one of the first men in the country to even try out their products. So uh, get looking at them now. They're definitely big in other countries, and they finally dropped in the UK. To get 20% off plus free shipping, use the code BLUESFOCUS20 at manscaped.com. I was delighted. Like I, uh, I was so happy. I felt like I was looking at a proper blue side. Um I was, I was obviously overjoyed at the formation. Um, you know, it's proper kind of battling English football style formation that will grind you results. It won't look pretty, but you'll get the results. And yesterday was a prime example of that yeah. completely. And do you know, it was such a throwback to the Rowett days in a way. It was like, you know, 4-4-2, um, the kind of low possession football, not not playing it pretty and always along the ground, hoofing a few things long, but with sprinkles of kind of quality here and there, especially that first half. I was really impressed with the, the solid kind of first 25 minutes. I thought yeah. uh, where we definitely looked the better side. Um, then obviously we tired out a bit in possession and then let Reading come back into the game. But overall back kind of heading back to the lineup, I was really happy with the selection um, I think the only two parts in my mind where I kind of question the lineup would be Helilovic on the right. I was I was kind of like, hmm, okay. I feel like I think we've seen him play there once, and it was um, it was a home game, uh, not completely that long ago. I just can't remember who it was against, to be honest. Um, but he did. He Is that because play. you've now disregarded every performance before? under Ital Karanka? Yes, <laughs> um, wholeheartedly, firmly, yes. <laughs> but. Um, no, I think I think that's kind of what came to mind a bit. I was like, okay, meh. Um, and then obviously the central defensive partnership. I wasn't a massive fan of playing Harley Dean. I was a bit sad to see Clark, Salter and Friend both left out. Um, I was happy to see Harper and Gardner picked. That really, really filled me with confidence. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be down to Craig Gardner's influence, if I'm honest, um, that, that central uh, picking. Uh, Bella was excellent in that first half, so I was happy he was selected. But most of all, I was just glad Juki was back in there in his desired role. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people this season have been quick to judge and say, oh, Juki's past it. Juki can't do it anymore. Um, and I've probably said it once myself. I've definitely said it. I've said it on a number of occasions. Exactly. Um, but that's because we've not played the formation that suits him. You know, he's, he's, he scores goals, but there's a, just one way of doing it. And you might think, oh, but you, you could easily kind of work that out. You, you can't with him. Like, he, you just can't stop him. There's a reason why his stats are co so consistent with headed goals like that in recent seasons. Because if you play to his strength, he'll score goals. And, and like Lee Bo, you said, you don't need to overcomplicate it, especially with kind of that big man, little man partnership. And Scott Hogan, despite not having any chances on goal, his work rate was brilliant. 
yeah. absolutely brilliant. Even when he scored goals in games, I've never seen his work rate that high ever. Mm. It was fantastic. And, uh, you know, we'll get onto the kind of the performance a little bit later on, but I just really thought the whole team pulled through and I thought the lineup was bang on. Yeah. Hi, Blue fans. Marlon King here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. Carl, thoughts? Any surprises for you? Is it sort of, you know, based on what you know about Bowie at Charlton, was, was it what you expected? Yeah, um, I expected the top top. Um, it was kind of the formation behind uh, those two that I wasn't quite sure of. He's played a, a number of, of different formations in, in League One with Charlton and in the Championship. Um, I agree with Tom. Halilovic on the right was a bit of a surprise for me, um, especially how strong Sanchez has been generally over the season. Mm. Um, but he has obviously got that little groin kind of niggle he's been carrying now for weeks, so he may have had that in mind. Yeah. Um, I kind of varying from you guys. I wasn't surprised that he didn't change the defence, um, and the reason for that is I think although they have made mistakes, they've played together for a long time now, and I think if they've got a manager who instills confidence in them, um, then they've got a chance to form a proper solid back four partnership. Mm. Um, I was disappointed JCS was totally out of the squad. Um, but then I saw somewhere on Insta a picture of him with a baby. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if he's on maybe paternity leave or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think Halilovic was the biggest surprise because I just, just didn't expect it to, to be there. And when I saw that, I was a bit like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, I, I like, like Tom said, I think he's only played there once, but I was pleasantly surprised by him. I think just the whole thing, you know, I think, like you said, went back to Rowett days of just typical two banks of four, two up top, run your hearts out, bodies on the line. And if they're going to score, it will be through either a worldie or a mistake, you know? Um, Yeah. And and again, to to echo Tom yet again, seeing Duke back from the start was just fantastic because, you know, time and time again, uh, obviously I know this is only the second time I've been on, you know, it's been crying out for someone up top with Hogan, i.e. Duke. You know, he did it with Adams and look how fruitful that partnership was. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- there's a reason that partnership was so good. And that's that's mainly because Duke wasn't on his own. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so, just really pleased with it. It, it looks, even when you just glanced at it, it looked at, like a Blues team involved. You knew that there was going to be a battle. Yeah. Uh, and I think Gardner and Harper together in the middle, similar type of energy, solid players. You know, and I think if they, you know, they could have been running for... 180 minutes to make sure that Reading didn't get that equaliser. So, uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely positive. Yeah. No, I, and I, I'd agree with with all of that. I think my, I, I didn't expect there to be a change in the defence. I wanted it, I did want it, but I didn't expect it because I think it would have been, um, yeah, I, I just think that Dean and Roberts have been in the club for so long. I think they've got a lot of. Uh, the big, big personalities in certainly Dean must be a massive personality behind the scenes. Um, and I think he's giving them a chance and it's a right clean slate. They like show, show me what you're about. And I do think that Bowie's personality will resonate and, and sort of register with Dean just on that sort of personal level. I think there should, there'll just be an immediate respect there. So, I wasn't surprised, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. But I, I didn't. I didn't want to see it. I wanted to see a bit something fresh at the back. Um, I'm over the moon with with Harper and Gardner. That's one I have been calling for for a while. Um, and I, th- I think there's a, a temptation that I'd agree. You know, if Duke is going to be up front, you need somebody with him. 
But by doing that, you can only have two in the centre of the park in reality. Um, if you're going to play a proper, you know, striker and a you know, big man, little man, you need, you know, you need something very solid behind them. And you absolutely bang the nail on the head there, Carl, with you can do it when you've got Harper and Gardner because they'll do three men's work. I mean, they were absolutely everywhere. Um, Halilovic, I've always said, as long as he's on the park, I don't care where he plays. I think there was an element of continuity that he is a left pegger, but so Sanchez and Sanchez has played there all, all season. So that coming inside sort of move isn't anything new, uh, you know, if he's going to come in on his left. But there was um, one instance, and we'll, we'll go on to the actual game, but as, as I'm on the topic, he just, he passed the, with his right foot. So just, it was just, a, you know, it was a little 15 yard pass down the line where if it had been Sanchez, he'd have cut in and, and he'd have lost momentum of the, of the attack. And I just think with Lilovic, you've just got more of a rounded footballer that he's not so reliant. Oh, he's got a wonder of a left foot, but he, he can play, uh, I think, either side. Um, and Djukovic, I, I just felt that his inclusion, if it was ever going to work, it would have been last night. You know, I think if he'd have put in a performance that was... I don't think he's ever been lacklustre. I just, I think he's just been bereft of ideas. I just don't know. I don't, I've been, when I've been watching him, I just don't, I think he's lost his confidence of where do I need to be? Because he never knows where the ball's coming in, um, which I think leads us quite nicely onto the start of the first half. So, so Carl, um, yeah, just, just, just initial thoughts. And maybe did you see anything different? You know, not just the formation, but first impressions of that first half. I think they were just just on it from the minute the ball was kicked, and and it wasn't it wasn't a you know a try for a little bit, but the other team suddenly get a bit of possession. So okay, we're going to stop this now. It, it was on it, you know, and it was we weren't giving the players uh, the Reading players space. We weren't giving them the time that they like. We weren't letting them play. The, we were first to second and third balls. Yeah, when was the last time that happened? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like they they were just just seemed on it. Um, and they all from, from uh, Etheridge, despite his uh, <laughs> his uh, mishap, shall we say, um, all the way through to Duke and Hogan, they just seemed absolutely up for it. And we've yeah. not seen them motivated like that, I think, for a very, very long time. Um, and I think maybe Bo, you're in a jumper, did it? You know, <laughs> you think back to Monk and Rowlett, <laughs> the power of the jumpers, but like. Adam will be happy you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it, it just, I don't know, just, I think Car uh, Darren Carter tweeted out kind of either after the game before that there was just a different energy around the place. Um, and I think even sitting here, where am I, 120 miles away from, from St. Andrew, you could feel that energy. Yeah. And that it was just so different. And they, they were just, that was it, they're off. And it was, they weren't going to let Reading intimidate them into backing down. They weren't going to, you know, um, not track their man, uh, their men back. Sorry, you know, and there's one point I think Bella dashed sort of twenty yards back to make a tackle. When's last time yeah. Bella ran twenty yards to make a tackle? Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I think just throughout it all, and just just seeing a manager on the touchline without a notebook, you know, yeah. like it's just so many little things that that I think has just galvanised them. And that's that's in two days. Imagine what it's going to do in two weeks. Yeah. You know? I think that, yeah. Absolutely, bang on, mate, bang on. Um, Tom, thoughts? Hundred percent agreement. I think that's all part of the excitement now as well. That uh, what can we do now? Like, what can we? We don't want this to just be a bit of a lucky bounce. We really want to build on it, and I think we will. 
I 100% think we will. I don't think it's going to be like one of those occasional wins we were getting under Karanka where we think, oh, is this the turning point? And it's not. Um, I think this this is genuinely a, a new turning point, but not only that, it's a new chapter. Um, and I th- really think we can build on it and uh, look forward to the upcoming weeks. But overall, the first half, I was just so impressed. Like Even going in at half-time, uh, at one one, I was I was happy. Yeah, I was very very happy. I felt like I'd seen a whole new squad. I think we had more shots in that first half than we've probably had in our last three or four games. Yeah. Despite their uh, <laughs> terrible aiming, Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, ah, uh, it's it's mad. It's like you get the basics right. Look at what you can achieve, and yeah. that's all that really needs to be said. That is such it's such a bottom line comment right now. Uh, that, that is the bottom line. And I think my only criticism of anyone, literally all game, like I probably two things that I picked up on that I wasn't, I was a bit mad about was obviously the way we conceded the goal. Um, I thought the kind of mixture of man mark and zonal mark with some of the players uh, became a bit confusing, uh, which led Etheridge kind of to commit to something he shouldn't have. I think the two men stood in front of him was a weird one. Um, and then watching them kind of rush forward, rush back. I, I didn't, I didn't quite understand the, uh, the kind of tactics behind that. And also putting Maxime Collin, uh, man marking Yaku Mate. I didn't think that was a smart idea at all. Um, considering Yaku Mate's goal scoring record against Birmingham city football club. So uh no, I, I, I that those would probably be my only criticisms. Just that 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 one set piece. But you know, before we'd be talking about the whole game being a being a giant criticism. So yeah, uh, to only kind of pick out that, and I think the only other mistake I'd really seen all game was I think Harper lost the ball at the halfway line at, at one point in the second half. It was similar to his Casey Palmer one. But you watch how quickly everyone got back when he yeah. when he lost the ball compared to the last time that happened to us. That showed commitment and desire. And we've not seen that this season pretty much. Um, so, you know, we can, we can save those individual errors now because everybody's pulling together. And that was such... I just made such a nice change. I think there was... One or two crossfield passes from Helilovic that didn't quite work out as well. But overall, I thought, even in, especially in the first half, Helilovic was just a different gravy. Like, yeah. even when, you know, we've, we've raved about him in, like, the QPR game, I thought that performance yesterday was his best performance for Blues. Because um, the energy levels were so different. Yeah. Like, the, the pace was, like, 10 times higher, and it was just mental. I was... I was so proud to be a Blues fan yesterday. Um, it, it was like watching the team that we all want to see, proper Blues, and it just made such a refreshing change and difference for a change. Um, so, no, the first half I thought we were fantastic mm-hmm. overall, and it couldn't have gone much better, despite, obviously, the uh, the corner mistake. But it, at least it wasn't an individual error. Like, I... I don't think it was all just Etheridge. I think there was a few things you could pick out of it, but the heads didn't drop either, and we bounced yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Christ, it couldn't have gone off to a better to a better start for him, could it? Um, no. <laughs> and I was saying to Carl before we came came on air that um, maybe we had a little bit of luck, and we, I think we were overdue that. Um, Definitely, I don't think it was a foul, but I could no. I could probably understand if it was given. 
because when you look at it on the replay, I mean, Duke, he, he certainly uses all his, his experience. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but even it, Moore's body shape, though, it was all off. It I was know, so I get, off. I get it. I get it. But I, that you, we've all seen him given, especially yeah. against Duke. Yeah. Because against Duke, it always happens, yeah, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly. Because they, they just think he's always trying it on. And in fairness, he probably is. But, you know, that was just a really good... Um, I think they were absolutely like a coiled spring. And it's very difficult when you're in that sort of mindset to maybe remember the game plan and remember your positioning and remember this is a, it, it's a, it's a fresh start. I think people could maybe get a little bit carried away. And I think that goal definitely settled them, but it was, it was really good to see Boyer as soon as it went in, he was screaming at Arlie Dean to say, calm down. You know, it's four minutes, it's one nil, fucking calm down. Because uh, you can get carried away in those Of course situations. you can. And Karanka's never doing that. Never doing that. Um, He's still because, sat on Because the, he doesn't get it. You know, ultimately, he doesn't get it. And um, I, I thought that defensively, we look solid. Um, I, I've got... So, I, I'm like, you know, well, you, everybody that, that listens to the pod knows that I'm a massive fan of Harper. And I think God has really come into his own this season. Um he, he feels like he's the heartbeat of the, of the team. And we need that. We need that. And I think um, let, let's hope that we stay up uh, and we, we, we dip in for Harper because I think you can build a, a side around him. And I think Carl mentioned it last week. And I, I think me, me and Tom have, have said before, the spine of the team is, is what you build from. Uh, and if you've got the likes of Gardner and Harper, that are the right age, nice mix of experience, good footballers, you know, they've got what you want. You know, if you've got a, a Hogan and a Djukovic as your spearhead, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to change my view long term. I think there is definitely a, a shout for a, a new centre-half to come in. Um, but all of a sudden, that feels like a, a basis of a very good spine. Um, yeah. they, they all put a shift in. I actually think we played some, some OK stuff, considering it was a 4-4-2. First half, I thought we were OK. They look comfortable. Definitely. Yeah. You know, Gardner's had a... Considering he's normally okay from range, he, he, he snatched at one that, that you know, you'd like to think they'd hit the target with. Um, I, I did say in the last pod that I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Etheridge. You know, I don't want to be negative in any way, shape or form in this pod because it's not the time. I think, he, I think he claims that ball at the start of the season. I think, I think he does claim that. I think he was very decisive when he first joined. Um, I think he's carrying a few scars, but having said that, and we'll talk about the second half in a second, made a, 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 an amazing double save, where which is his strong suit, got down really well. It, it was a tougher save than looked and then got to his feet and blocked again. So definitely redeemed himself there. So I said, I'm not, I'm not going to be negative about him. There is no, no room for negativity uh, for following yesterday. And just to touch on... Um, yeah, I, I guess my sort of man crush of, of, of uh, Halalovic. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the pace the, the, from over five yards with the ball at the feet is just unbelievable. And he's so direct and he takes two, three, four players out of the game with just that burst of energy. And that's the difference between him and Sanchez. And I'm not saying Sanchez is poor by any stretch of the imagination, but I haven't seen many dribble the ball better than, than Halalovic for quite some time. Um, and I think it's going to be because Boria strikes me as, and Tom, you said earlier, it's not a difficult game. It's simple, and that's the way Boria will look at it. 
he'll see that he's got a game changer in his mitts there. And, and I think we're going to see a lot of him. And, and I'm just mega thankful that that is the case. So moving on to the second half, obviously, we, we certainly didn't have it all our own way. Um, Cole, a, a, any thoughts of we we're hanging on a little bit or, or were you confident all the way through? It's Blues. I don't think we're ever confident. If we were 6-0 up, we wouldn't be confident, would we? Let's be honest. Um, I think Reading came out and they knew what they had to do. You know, and they don't, I mean, I was looking at their stats from my preview before the game and they've not dropped out. I think they dropped out of the top six once all season and that was yeah. one game and they were straight back in, you know. I think they're, they're, they're a class outfit and it's, you know, I think they probably should be higher up the table than they are. Um, but yeah, I think we started maybe more nervy than we did. I think in the first half, I think the idea probably was to go out and do what we did again, but Reading changed the game with their shape. Yeah. Um, they changed their play. And I think we gave them that time as well. And that's what started to worry me when we were letting them, you know, when teams start playing around at their back and, and stuff. And I'm fine with them to have it there, but it allows them, especially teams like Reading, to start dictating the play. And um, I think there were there were times where they were playing some great stuff and it was worrying, especially when teams put balls into the box. You know, we've been terrible yeah. with, with defending those all season. Um, but I think the fact that we were forcing them to, to take, I think they only had really like bar their goal, maybe one real effort inside the area where the guy skied it. Yes. Um, yeah. Although I think actually it was offside anyway, when I think. Yeah, it was. Um, but they, they didn't get past the 18 yard line to shoot. Do you know what I mean? They weren't getting into those positions because their runs were being covered. We were closing down as soon as they got, you know, and I think whilst it was worrying and it was getting to that point of, oh, here we go, Blues are backing off. Blues kind of knew what they would, it felt, at the same time, it felt like a hybrid that Blues knew what they were doing the whole time. It was almost like they were just lulling Reading into a false sense of security. (laughs) Do you know what what I thought it looked like? And Tom's made the, the comparison a couple of times. That's when it felt like a rabbit team. Yeah. That, in, in those 20 minutes in the second half, it felt exactly like a rabbit team because even in those times where you're looking at 25% possession, it, it, back in those days, never really got worried and was just waiting for us yeah. to do something on the break. Sorry, I... I, I no, no, no. That, that, to be fair, that's exactly where I was going with it. It felt like rabbit. Um, uh, and yeah, and I think, I think like our first meaningful attack, obviously, we got the corner out of it. Uh, and then we obviously, Harley puts that header in. And, uh, and I just think, that header, take away anything else, the celebration afterwards or or anything else, that header was a fantastic header. Yeah. It was yeah. dropping out the sky. There was no pace on it. Yeah. He had to get power and direction. He did both. That was a quality header. Um, and I think Reading at that point then just looked out of ideas, really. I mean, they still looked good and they, they were obviously trying, but they're just, they're resulting to what we used to do and just hitting long balls and hoping. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, as that carried on and Dean and Roberts were getting up and clearing them away, I think as that went on, we were getting more and more confident that this is all we're facing. Yeah. Um, and my confidence grew. My heart rate might not tell you that, to be honest with you. Um, and then, you know, and and I think a big shout has to go out to Roberts there. I mean, Dean's got a lot of plaudits for yesterday, but Roberts alongside him looked really solid as well. I think it's the most solid either of them have looked. Um, and then obviously Lecco with probably the first header he's ever won for Blues. Um got that header in in the dying embers of the game and I tweeted it out I think we've talked about it as well my heart just stopped absolutely stopped because it's blues we know that referees don't like us although last night's ref was, was proper quality I think as well I think that yeah. made a huge difference yeah. 
um, a ref that ref the game properly and didn't fall for bullshit. Yeah. Um, and Leco, that, and, and, if, and if there's, you can say Dean's header and that, but if there's one moment from last night, I think that epitomizes that effort from the team, it's that header from Leco. Yeah, he wouldn't have done that one game, two games, two months ago. But last he's never done that for Itokaranka. No, no, exactly that. You know, and but he got there last night. He got to the header, took a whack for it, and I'm not going to say it saved the game, but it was a huge moment for the Blues. I think last night, and and then I think we saw the rest of the game out really, really well. Uh, And I think it was just really, really solid. And just what we said last week, I think, um, and you guys have said multiple times, fans have all over social media. There was fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was that was the biggest thing I think in that second half as they fought for every step. Yeah, and I think just on that Leco <laughs> header, I mean it it looked horrific. Yeah. Not just from a it, that looks a penalty. It looked horrific from he's been absolutely emptied. Um, and when he sort of groggily got to his feet, I think it was Dean. He just gave him a really good shake as if say that's what we're fucking talking about. That's what it's yeah. about. And again, that pride there. I'm like, what is this? Where's this been? New look, blues for months. So, yeah, I I think that was a very fair reflection of of the second half. Tom, what what, what did you think? I thought we were excellent, to be honest. You know, again, it was similar to the first half. Maybe not as many chances. Um, You know, we we certainly looked to we let Reading have the ball. But that's because I think Reading don't want to have the ball as much as they they were given. And, you know, you see what they did with all the possession they had. Well, 71% possession to be exact. They didn't know what to do with it. Tom, just 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 who, because who, you're a lot more knowledgeable at the, the players in the championship. Who was the, the was he number seven, the, the young lad for, for Reading with the left, the French kid? Number seven. Um, oh, the, his name's gone. Uh, Elise, Elise, yeah, Mikel Elise, Michael Elise, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's a player. He, he is a he player, to be fair. But uh, I think we made him look dog shit. Agreed. Yesterday. Agreed. No, I, I thought he was dropping a very deep just to get in the game. But yeah, sorry. It's all right. No, I, I completely agree. Um, no, Elise, they've been talking. He's been linked with like 20 million pound move to Aston Villa. Okay. Yeah. So I can see that. You know, and they're talking about him being better than Bellingham. I think that was a bit of a I doubt bit, that. Bit of a, yeah, yeah, exactly. A bit a bit of banter going into the game from the Reading fans and uh you know that they got what they deserved in the end. I think all the Reading fans were confident going into that one, but I'm sure they were confident going into the last time we played them and look how that one turned out. And that was under an I talk a ranker team. So <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't beat yourself up to be the dog's bollocks just yet, lads. But anyway, moving moving on from Reading a bit. Uh Blues' performance was fantastic. You know, there was commitment all over the field. And you know what? Alan Hililovich, although he wasn't involved in the game as much in the second half. You look at when he went off, he's shining at all them players. He's like, think, look there. Yeah. And I've not seen that from him. I've yeah. not seen that kind of almost captain-like antics. And it was almost like everyone on the field yesterday was their own captain. Yeah, and it was 100%. great. It yeah. was just fantastic to see. Um, and what what kind of, what a difference it's made. And we're finally seeing the potential that this squad has, and we've always said it has. We, we just haven't seen it. And I think it's kind of given them that freedom. And Harley Dean really pulling the lads together. You know, he's throwing his body about everywhere as well. Um, but I think he will love playing under Lee Bowyer. I think this yeah. is 
the sort of manager that Harley Dean will, you know, go through a brick wall for. It, you know, we all know Harley Dean's a massive West Ham fan. Lee Bowyer played for West Ham. And, you know, if, if, if I was Harley Dean, I'd be like, oh, it's, it's, it's an ex-Hammers player. You know, if I was playing for an ex-Blues player, I'd give everything I have. Yeah. Um, it's, it's as simple as that. So um, little things, little, little things like that that can really have an effect on anyone's mentality. Um, and obviously it's clear to see that Harley Dean is kind of at the, at the head of the dressing room. So yeah. wherever he, his head is at, I think everyone else's head will be at. Yeah. So it was just fantastic to see. Um, I think we really, really had a game plan. Yeah. I think we had a game plan and we executed it. We took the chance when it came, which we've not done this season, let's be honest. When chances are come our way that we have to put away, we just haven't put them away. And what yeah. a fantastic header that was. Like, well, I actually think he was the way he edited it. I think it was he was pretending that was Karanka and he was just nutting him in the top corner. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that was a proper skinhead. Have some of that. I, I wouldn't. I would be surprised considering his <laughs> celebration and that was top class shit owsery. Um, I I didn't expect it. I just as soon as you went, I'm like, no, no way. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. Just you know the shrug. Um, yeah. But I think that lets that. I mean, all the players were clearly quite happy that he'd done that, as well as scoring. Um, so I really think that shows how Ito Karanka reflected on that dressing room. And that is no, that's not me saying he's a bad manager at all. I just think he clearly didn't blend well with that squad of players, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, overall, second half, top class. Everyone played their part, um, even the substitutes. Lico looked like a whole new signing, um, which was also great. You know, you wouldn't see him committing like that under Karanka. Um I thought Bella was fantastic um, for the majority of the game. Uh, Gardner was good and probably the best player until he was subbed off, to be honest. Um, but I yeah. think he had to be because he was uh, certainly putting a few on people, let's let's say the least, um, yeah. put, putting a few tackles in. But that was also refreshing to see. We've not seen that much this season, you know, the really getting stuck in and making those challenges and, uh, making it tough, but I think it was it was definitely a ballsy move to do against a side like Reading, who have big lads. Like that's not a small team; it's far from a small team. So to give them as many set pieces as we as we did, I thought was risky. Um, but we certainly defended nine times out of ten, the majority of them very well, and we just left yeah. them clueless. They didn't know how to go about breaking us down. And that's because we stayed in a solid back line. And what surprised me as well was seeing the introduction of Steve Seddon. Yes. I was so yeah. happy about that because I thought, I honestly thought he was never going to play for Blues ever again just because everyone keeps outcasting him. And it's just shit. It's horrible because he is another player with bags of potential. But what was crazy was, you know, we changed to a five at the back formation for the last five minutes and we didn't look a different side. And that's that's the difference. You know, you saw Karanka do that. Nerves everywhere. Every, nobody looked confident. But throughout that game, we looked 100% confident all the way that we were going to win that game. Like, yeah. End of story. Yeah. And we just wouldn't let them break us down. And it was nice to see that a plan B, in a sense of kind of how we defend, finally worked. And it didn't look like it was such a burden on players. Um and just everyone looked well drilled, and it's crazy what Lee Bowyer and uh, the the slim staff he had as well 
have managed to do in such a short space of time to rejuvenate this squad. And I think it's definitely shown the quality that we have on paper. Yeah. And it's finally shone through. So, no, fantastic second half from the lads. I, I, th- I think the, 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 one, the one thing that stood out for me is we've now got a manager who has obviously got fucking common sense. So, with the substitutes... You could, I, I, would, I would challenge after that first half and pretty much in the team that he selected. I think we could all called when he was making the sub who was coming off, yeah, which yep. is the complete opposite of when Karanka was there. It was literally take your pick because anybody could have come off. Um, which again, I think had a detrimental effect on the confidence of a lot of players that were playing well and should never have been subbed and then for whatever reason didn't appear in the, in the, in the starting lineup the following week. Um, Again, I, Tom, you made the point. Gardner, he was a walking red card. He had to go off. Um, yeah. But I, I, I've been talking about it for a while. I said last week, you know, I, I want six yellow cards. You know, I want yeah. us to leave something on the opposition. I want them to know we're in the game. Um, we don't want to be a soft touch. And when you're, you know, fourth from bottom um, up against it, if people think you're a soft touch, there's only way, one way you're going to go and that you're going to go down. Um, yeah. So that, those things of mindset change, attitude attitude change, being cute with these substitutions, using the right players at the right time. I'm with you on Seddon. I, I probably wouldn't have brought him on yesterday, if I'm being honest, because, I mean, the changing of the shape, I think, could have... It was ballsy. And again, I like that. You know, at least you've got a manager that's got... It wouldn't have been... I mean, do you know what I didn't see yesterday? those fucking A4 folders with the laminated polyps <laughs> that they come yeah. out with. They've obviously yeah. said, right, in this game situation, if Seddon's coming on, this is the shape we're going to go with. This, These are your jobs. I don't need to do a Fisher-Price fucking hero. It works. This is how football works. It's your professional footballers. will go five. These are your roles. And they stuck to it. So, again, the comfort for me of he just knows what he's doing and he knows what he wants. And don't get me wrong, He's not going to get it right all the time, but I think he's coming from a very solid sort of mindset of how he wants to play the game and what his expectations of players are. Um, Harper was absolutely fucking ridiculous second half. He was everywhere. The challenges he was putting in. And for a, and for a kid who's... He rouletted too, lads, as oh, well. Mate, <laughs> honestly. He, he, ball coming out of, you know, from that in our final third, winning tackles, driving out with the ball... You know, good passing, good intelligence. Um, I just he just he just grows and grows for me. But but just finishing off on the on the second half, and I think it'd be we, we you know we've got to talk about the manager um, in a bit of detail. I think yeah. But there was an there was a point with about five minutes to go, and Cosgrove was just inside our half, and he got it. And, he, and he, all he needed to do was just hold it up, keep his back to goal, wait for a little bit of support, five-yard pass. And he, and he basically just smashed it out for a throw. And there was only about three or four minutes left. And Bowie was looking at him and just, you know, gesturing, just saying, keep it to yourself. And I thought, finally, finally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there were so many little things that I suppose it's a it's, it's it's a bit sad that we're actually highlighting things that are fucking Bobby average. You know, <laughs> this is shit that we should have yeah. been doing as a matter. It of shows sport. how poor we were. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, but I, but I think it also shows that you know 
we're all, you know, we've all watched the game long enough, and there's going to be thousands of Blues fans that that watch that have watched us over recent weeks and months, and just the relief of we're not the best squad in the in the league, and we're not the best team in the league. That's a fact. But the reality is, more often than not, he's going to get the best out of that squad of players than probably any other manager will do. Yeah, 100%. that's a brilliant starting point. Now, where where that brings us out to, who fucking knows? But we play like that for the rest of the season. We'll finish fifteenth, guarantee well, you. If we play like that for the rest of the season, we won't go down. We won't yeah. go down. Um, and, and and you know, the higher up the table, the better. But I think from where we were sat, where we probably didn't think that the the axe was going to fall on Karanka, to where we are now. I mean, fucking hell, what a difference! Literally less than a week makes. Yeah, exactly so, that. So I'm gonna. I'll go back to the last pod and I'll um. I'll start with you, Carl. So we we were sort of in the way for Pulis to rock up, yeah, <laughs> um, and, and potentially an outside bet. Um, I, I, you know, obviously the um, Wilder was a very much a, a, an outside bet, yeah. and I think there was one other we were talking about, and it slipped. Neil Harris was that's the one, yeah. and I, I, def- I definitely didn't want Mark that. Bowen as well. Yes, yeah. Mark Bowen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think in fairness, Tom, you did mention Lee Bowie, and we sort of skirted over yeah. it. But I think probably based on, you know, Charlton sat in seventh and new owners in, he, he, I felt that he'd probably ridden the storm of horrific ownership, now got a decent foundation. Why would you move? So he has moved. So, Carl, A, were you surprised? And B, you've now had time to sort of, I guess, digest it. What, what are your thoughts on him? It was a little bit because although he's obviously always been linked with, with Blues in management um, and I think he will, regardless of how long his tenure is here, whenever the job comes up again, he'll probably still be linked. The same that Monk and Rowett always are, um, you know, and even I, I heard someone mention McLeish, which cracked me up. Um, and it, it was, I didn't expect it. I mean, I, myself, like I think every other Blues fan who was sat around, you know, refreshing twitter refreshing everything i think i think adam mentioned you know he mentioned all these phones out what you know and uh i i just didn't see it coming and when the news broke i was like well the rumors that he's resigned well then he, he's coming to blues doesn't he there's no way there is no way Poe resigns from charlton who are seventh eighth in league one two points off the playoffs to, for anything else other than to come to blues go to portsmouth yeah well yeah <laughs> well I, I couldn't quite see him see him at uh sheffield united given his uh Links with Leeds, so um, yeah. I was like, mm, I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, yeah, so I was quite surprised, um, ecstatic because of his links with, with Blues. Um, obviously, previously, you know, and I don't know if you guys were at Charlton away last season. Um, yeah, I was. Rece- it was that was incredible. The reception he got, oh, was I insane. It's goosebumps. It's goosebumps yeah, that game. Exactly, and um, I just it just felt right. I think more yeah. than anything yeah. else. Um, and and then you you know you know what Blues fans are like on, on the social media, um, not always positive. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah. But but what you've got to remember is at the start of the championship season last season, they were unbeaten until we beat them. Yeah. They were like first yeah, or second. They, they were second in the league, and it was I think it was ten games in or eleven games in. They hadn't yeah. lost a single game. They exactly. Were, they were one of two sides that had not been beaten yet and then we yeah. beat him 1-0 with Jude Magic yes <laughs> exactly that and I was like people need to remember that yes and, and all everyone seemed to fixate on was that he went down but he did go down but they didn't have their star striker 
Yeah. They had such a long injury list. Yeah, and their injury, you know, and you've got to take all that into consideration. And I was, the minute it came out, I think a, a guy who writes the South London paper, I think broke it, that he'd heard rumours of it. And then Jim White picked it up and it, it snowballed. But, you know, I, I was ecstatic with it. I thought it was a great choice, you know, and yeah. I knew we would probably probably see 4-4-2 at some point, but we would definitely see two strikers. And we've just been crying out for that with a creative element behind them. Um and I just thought, similar to when Rowett came in, similar to Monk, even Redknapp to a degree, yeah, that he would have the ability to get that squad up off the ground. And and I said earlier, look what he's done in two days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's still a long way to go and there's a lot to work on. But in two days, he's, it's almost like he's galvanised that squad. It's a different squad now. We might as well have 25 new players or whatever it is, yeah. you know? 100%. Um, so, yeah, so, so really happy with it. And I think that, one thing we all have to remember is we've got to give him the time. Time, yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that's a very, it seems a very obvious statement, but people seem to expect instant success these days. I just think we just need to take our time, let him get us to the end of the season and survive, and then the rebuild can begin. Um, and I think it's great we've given him a two and a half year contract as well. I know, given our recruitment history, that isn't You'll necessarily do well the end of that. <laughs> see the end of that, but but on paper it shows that in theory, there is the belief they're in, they're going to give him that time. Whether or not we get another Ren press conference in eight months is a different matter, but yeah, really positive. And I think we've got a foundation to go on from, from now. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you sort of called it. Well, you certainly, you were the one to, to raise his sort of name. So I, I still think it came a little bit left field. I didn't, I really didn't expect it. Um, so, so what, what was your, what were your thoughts and, you know, where, where do you think he can take us? I think it made sense um, for me personally. And the reason why I mentioned it was because Charlton weren't probably meeting the expectations they should have been meeting this season. And again, that's down to injuries, um, little kind of miniature runs of bad form, but uh, also tough competition in League One this year, in yeah. fairness. Um, so obviously they, they've they've struggled a bit. Um, but they are still in and around the playoffs, so it's not it's not a bad season. Um, but I do think that he probably thought, also in his mind, this might be my last uh, one of my last chances to get a crack at the championship if we don't go up this season. Um, and I think he'll have always wanted to take charge of Blues after, especially after that Charlton game. Even if we didn't have the Charlton game, I think he'd have love to come to Blues anyway. But that Charlton game will have just kind of reminded him how what what kind of a big part he he played in Blues' history and where he belongs, uh, in a sense, in a lot of Blues fans' hearts. So yeah. um, that will have definitely uh, swayed him a little bit mentally as well, I imagine. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget that Charlton game, to be honest, because uh, when, when Jude scored, I ended up falling down a couple of stairs and then a steaming hot pie landed on my shoulder. And I, was, <laughs> I felt like I was on fire. Um, but yeah, so uh, funny old story, that one. Um, <laughs> it's a great story. Yeah, so uh, I also had someone offer me 100 quid for my shirt on the day as well. Because uh, I was wearing um, the uh, the retro shirt with the snazzy sleeves, it's a bit similar to this one um, with the Triton sponsor. But um, okay. yeah, uh, so no, uh, I think I think was that it was, before it before or after it was covered in stained kidney pie. That was that was before the pie. <laughs> no, okay, <right. laughs> 
Um, so, uh, yeah, but no, it's fine. It, it all came out in the end when I put it in the wash. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so that, that was great. And I think, no, Lebo Yuri is definitely a good appointment. I think all Blues fans were virtually, I, I, I rarely saw a negative comment other than, you know, you're probably your 70 year olds and 80 year olds that are still pronounced blues as blues. And, uh, it's like, I don't know, I think there was a lot of old-fashioned fans that just weren't too happy about it, um, unfortunately. Uh, but it, some people are hard to please when standards can be so high. But I'd say 98% of the fan base was overjoyed. To be fair, mate, you've got some balls to actually rate it as a, you know, from the outside looking in. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking poison chalice. Yeah, who wants it? Yeah. And who wants it on so many different levels? I don't think but- he'd take it on if he didn't think he could do it. He he certainly wouldn't have, and I know this is not many managers, or I think you'll have either have had to have been either a player at the club or have maybe managed against the club on numerous occasions when, you know, St Andrews have been full to get a feel for what the club is about. I think anybody that's got no real point of reference with the club will just see it as a club owned by God knows who, with a chief executive who's a fucking lunatic. And probably got the, one of the worst reputations in in the league for Addy's position. Um, so who would want it? You exactly. know, you, yeah. you, you are down to Pulis. It, it 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 was a way for him to, in in a very short period of time, pick up a ton of money. N- literally no lose gamble. If he keeps us up, he's into a massive contract next season. If he doesn't keep us up. Only 10 games. He'd have done a better job than Karanka, but we might have just fallen short. E-trousers, quarter of a million quid. Everyone's a winner apart from Blues. So when Bowie was mentioned, and and I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't... It's not that... Until it was mentioned, I, I forgot about the run they were on at the start of last season. And then sort of how close they were to staying up through lots and lots of, you know, trials and tribulations over the course of the season. And then everything that was going on behind the scenes with the bloody owner's house getting fucking, you know, broken into by fat. I mean, it was an absolute horror story. So, you know, he's had to deal with a lot of adversity off the pitch, which puts him in a brilliant position to come and manage blues, let's be honest. Um, yep. So I, it feels that definitely Dong has not really been party to any of the conversations um, now, he just he has re- to toe the party line with saying, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think, you know, the minute he starts to try and wheedle his way into any decision making from a football side, or if he starts rocking up at Wastills in his fucking tracksuits, you know, he'll walk. You know, Bowie is not the sort of guy that will, that, that will accept that because it's not how he's built onto, onto the point I want to make. Having spoken to the likes of Darren Purse, Roger Johnson, Martin O'Connor, um, Granger, Paul Tate, they're all of a mindset of, and they're all probably very similar types of backgrounds in their own way. Don't take any shit. Very straightforward. Football is about hard work, commitment, drive. That's what Blues is. And when Bowyer spoke before the game and then definitely after the game, it was like any one of those could have been talking about what it means to manage the club. And I've never, and will never have any sort of, I know where we're at as a club. I know the level we're at. And there have been times in our history where we've 
probably punched above our weight. But in and around that top six of the championship, bottom six of the premiership is probably where we're at in, in any given time. So recently we've underachieved, <clears throat> certainly over the last decade, give or take maybe one season. But now I think we're in a position where we've got a manager that can get us into that sort of gr- cluster again. You know, yeah. he's not Mourinho. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna be winning the Premiership, but we cert- we certainly not Karanka, and we're not gonna be. And in all due, all due respect to some of the other managers we have that haven't cut it, I think we get predictability with with Boya. Um, it, it it does what it says on the tin. Um, you're not gonna get any. I, th- I think the the one and we both, uh, sorry, you guys certainly um, highlighted it. Halilovic was a bit of surprise. I don't know whether he's got too many of those in his locker, but at least he's demonstrated that that he has and bringing Seddon on, which I didn't see that coming. So maybe it's not just, you know, one size fits all. Maybe there is more to him than just that sort of, you know, dogs of war, 4-4-2, let's just smash them to pieces and Juki will get a heady goal and away we go 1-0. I think we've probably got a little bit more to look forward to than that, but he's certainly got that as his, that's his mainstay, that's his sort of default uh, and I'm I'm massively comfortable with that because I do think that that is oh, whether we like default. it or not in the it is and and, yeah. it, and, it, and it's representative of 40 years of following the club. There haven't been many sides that have been that have played unbelievable football. Um, yeah, we, we are what we are, and I tell you, the ironic thing of all of this is, I think now St Andrews is going to be a fucking horrible place to come and play football. From now until the end of the season, but that will be Boya's main focus, even with though. Fan, because Boya, he, he will feel it. He'll remember what it was like. He's been there when it's been absolutely chocker. He's been there on the big nights, you know, semi-finals. He's fucking scored goals, so he knows what it's about. And Karank had no clue because obviously he'd never seen it. Not really, not like that in in our sort of heyday. So, so many good things going for us. I think, you know, we're, we're probably a good, good time to sort of maybe lead into the Watford game and just a, a couple of comments on that. So, so Tom, do, do you think he's going to take, do you expect any changes or do you think this no. is, let's ride the crest of the wave, okay? I think straight straight away, I, I'm not saying that he'll stick with the same team for the rest of the season, but I do think he'll stick with the same team for the second game in a row. Um, I don't think you'll want to change. He might make one change depending on any niggles or anything like that. You know, we, we all saw that Bella picked up a little bit of a, a nasty one in the first half, but seemed to recover uh, definitely in the yeah. second half. So, no, it depends. But I think if he has the opportunity to keep it the same, he will. Would I be against him changing it? No, because he's had more time in the job now and might feel that a certain selection is better. Because at the end of the day, he is the man in charge. He is the manager. He selects a side. End of story. Um, yeah. And that's the way it should be. So, uh, no, I, th- I think I'd be all for keeping it the way it is now. Uh, but if he wants to change it, then I'm excited to see how he changes it. Because um, I'm, I've still got, I think everyone's still got the new manager buzz, really, because you're excited to see what Blues can become or what we're going to try, what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I'd, I'd be happy for him to stick with the same squad. But if there's any changes he feels like he should make, then I'd be open to seeing what what they are and uh, where they take us. But for now, my yeah. personal view would be to stick with what we've got. Um, maybe change up the playing style a little bit. You know, like you said, he feels like we could have been a little bit be- better in possession at times. 
Uh, yeah. Overall, I didn't think we were bad. I thought we were far from bad. But, you know, if he thinks we can improve on that and we do improve on that, then great. I'd be over the moon with a point this weekend because I don't think Watford have ho- lost at home yet this season. So, uh, yeah. it's going to be a tough one for sure. Yeah. Carl, just from a um, comparison of, of, of styles... Do you think Watford would suit us better than Reading, even though obviously we've done a number on Reading? Are Watford a bit more direct, or how do you see it? Um, I, I think I think a lot of the top six are very similar in the way they like to play. They like to play football, you know, yeah. fancy football. Um, but I do think that Watford will will have a look at the way that we set up and played Reading, and we'll probably try to go a bit more direct than fanciful because that didn't work for Reading the other night. Okay, going direct didn't work for the media in the end, but I think Watford will probably look to do that. You know, they've got some, they've got some fantastic Premier League quality players uh, in their side. I think still, yeah. Um, and and yeah, I think Watford will will try to try to be a bit more direct and, and may may even try and you know launch long balls over the top to get those quick players down the sides and in around the back. You know, our players certainly our centre backs aren't the quickest on the turn, um, and I think they might look to use that to their advantage. Um, certainly, looking at the way that Watford tore. Rotherham apart the other night and obviously you've got to put the asterisks there of okay Rotherham squad has been depleted and, and all that with the COVID stuff but Watford just just went to town on them and, and and I think you know as much as we've got the confidence from Reading I think they will be absolutely buoyant because I think they're now second in the league Watford yeah, yeah, um, because yeah. of the results that went their way as well so um, so yeah I think they will look to to maybe change it be more more direct than we were probably going to be expecting had uh, the former regime being in charge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think um, we were we were on a, a decent run, a, a run of form when we played them first time around and we lost to the, the odd goal penalty, which probably wasn't a penalty. Um, so I wasn't massively impressed, but we, we felt like we were just hanging on into the game there. We weren't really, we didn't seem to be doing a lot. It was, you know, very much that Karanka let's just shut up shop and hope we can just grind out a nil-nil. Um, I don't, I, I personally don't think that he'll, he'll change much. Um, wouldn't mind seeing Sanchez on, on the left and maybe giving Bella a, go, a blow um, and have Sanchez left and, and maybe Ililovic, um on the other side or vice versa, both left peggers, but um, at least one of them is going to be playing in the natural side. Um, I think outside of that, I don't think you can give anybody the hook after that performance. Um, no. I don't think, I don't think it, it, it deserves it. Um, I think that the one criticism that I've had of Harper is he seems to have struggled when he's played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Um, and he put, I mean, he didn't leave anything else. He, I mean, everything was on the pitch when he, when he got off, he was just everywhere. <clears throat> and, I, and I think that with, with Boyer, he will, he doesn't strike me as a sort of bloke that's going to be scared of, to your point, Tom, making that decision. I think if somebody's head and shoulders this week in training, and some, and you know, somebody that played last night is looking a bit leggy, he'll 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 make the he'll make the the, the change because, again, early days, he doesn't really owe anybody anything. He's got no real affiliation yeah. to anybody, yeah. um, and it'll be interesting. You know, we we're all joking aside, you know, the likes of. The the, the 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 sort of the outcasts of San Jose and and, and people and McGree. I thought McGree was going to come on. I must admit that was one that, well, that's the one change I thought yeah. he would make. 
Um, I hope he gives McGree a go in this yeah, side. I, I think McGree's his sort of player. If yep. you think about what, what how Bowie was as a footballer himself, I think you'll have a lot of time for McGree. Um, yeah, very simple, no nonsense. Um, I mean, he's, pro- he's not as strong in the challenge as Bowie was. Because Bowie was a nasty little bastard, to be honest. Um, and that you know that's why he was a bloody folk hero at Blues. Um, but I, but I do think that. It's a tough proposition. It wouldn't surprise. I think they're all in play, and I, I know that's an obvious statement. I, I, yeah. I can, I can see. I thought Sunjish looked good when he came on. You know. Yeah, and and I think we we I know Tom Tom G um, has said on many occasions that Sunjish, when we signed him, looked a player. And I remember first couple of games, I was like, he's a, you know, the Croatian assassin, blah, blah, blah. You know, he looks the part. He looks like he's... He looked you know, like him more himself the other day. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, um, I just... It was square pegs in round holes with him. Um, and Cole made a really good point last time around. He looked excellent with Kifton Belt. I think he needs, he needs structure. I think if you ask him to go and play sort of almost a 10, you're barking up the wrong tree. Um, or on the left wing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it will be between. All of a sudden, you've got a three three go into two there. So you've got Gardner, um, Sunjic, and Harper, and the amount of games that we've got, they can't. You know, they're going to have to interchange to a degree. So, yeah, I um, I do think it's massively a clean slate, and I hope we've got an eight million pound player on our hands. I really do. Um, but I do think everybody's going to get that opportunity. And I think first up, he's obviously gone with the the people that have been in more often than not, seen what they're about. I think he'll have been quite, you know, sort of quietly surprised and, and, and probably relieved that we've got a team there that, you know, Reading's home record was the best in the league. Our, I'm sorry, away record was the best in the league. Our home record was the worst in the league. And standard blues, we go in, we go and beat them. Um, <laughs> But the one, the one, all, all I again, well, I think we've said it many times on the pod. All, all I want from the Watford game is again just go in there expecting probably a four four two. No real surprises in the in the shape and 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 the personnel. Going with that real um, change of attitude, desperate for it, hungry for it. Um, and Watford won't. It doesn't matter who you're playing against if you've got that sort of commitment. It's not nice. And if, yeah. if they've got a few players who are having an off day, they don't want to be having an off day against a side that's motivated like we are, certainly at the moment. Um, but I do also think there has to be a, a level of... That, for me, was a bonus. Massive, massive bonus. Yeah. And if we come up short against Watford, you know, as, as, long as, as long as the performance is there... You know, again, it's trying to be realistic. If yeah. by uh, some minor miracle we beat them, Jesus Christ, that'd yeah. be the most blues thing ever. But I think, I think that's it, isn't it? I think these four games that I've said it last week, I said it in the preview. I don't think any of us were expecting any points whatsoever out the next oh. the, the four that we had, did we? Let's be honest. We've we now got, got three. three. Even if we only get one other point out of these four games, that's four points from these four. That's massive, I think, for us. Where where we were after the Bristol game, standing kind of on the edge of utter oblivion, I feel. Yeah. Now that's turned. You know, we've got three almost bonus points. 
we've put the pressure back on Rotherham. And I think uh, Brian Dick um, earlier made it a very good point. We've now dragged other teams back into it as well. Yeah. Coventry are yeah. back into it. Derby, Forest. Yeah. Um, uh, Huddersfield are on the edge. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I think if we are able to get, I mean, if we win, then crikey, I'll get Bo's face tattooed. If, if we win on Saturday, I'm certain we're not going down. Yeah. And, oh God, yeah. God, oh my God. I mean, absolutely. It's because I mean, then you, you you're literally talking two from ace. That, you know, that, that and we've got Derby, Rotherham, somebody else that's sort of down there. Um, can't remember who, top of my head. But we've got a run of three games that you, you'd like to think we're gonna. If we put a performance in and we turn up, there's more than if, more than likely. Exactly. You, if we win four of the four of Lebo years ten games, I think. Oh yeah, we're, we're, no problem. End yeah. of end of. Yeah, I mean, no you know, worries whatsoever. So so yeah, and 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 it wouldn't surprise me if if we managed to get over the line uh, on Saturday. But one one thing that I I am and and this is you know I suppose starting to wrap things up. I, I'm I'm just I'm confident. I know what I'm going to see. If that makes sense with yeah. formation, yeah. team performance. If it's good enough, great. If it isn't good enough, they're the better team. It's not bingo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not. It, it, it's it's actual grown-up, proper, committed football, professional. And if they're the better team, they're second in the league, we're fourth from bottom, they're at home, guess what? We're probably not going to be good enough, but let's go there and make sure they know they've been in a game and that yeah. hasn't happened enough this season. So just before we wrap up, Tom, give us a prediction then, mate. Uh, I'm gonna go two one Watford. Okay. Um, I think we'll give we'll give a proper fight, and I think it it'll be it'll be really uh, hard done by a result. But I think it'll be a result that we can take into the next game and be proud of the fact that we really really gave it a go. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to pile on too much pressure and be like, oh, we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a point, we'll get something out of the game. Um, but I do think there's every chance we could still win that game. Um, despite, despite my prediction, I do feel there's every chance we could win the game. So uh, yeah. I'm certainly not ruling it out. I just I just really hope that this season, uh, kind of aside from the Watford game a bit, it just doesn't go down to the last day. I can't be arsed with another last day survival. I can't do it. Like I'm 18 years of age, yet my heart feels like, a 90 year old's heart and it's because of blues i just i just don't fancy it i really don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are <laughs> um, yeah. but no I'll, I'll go 2-1 watford but i really hope we can get something out of the game obviously so um we'll, we'll see okay. we'll see Carl. yeah um i think watford will probably just have that bit too much for us um yeah. and, and i think it might well come down to that one bit of quality you know um Obviously, they've got quality all the way through the team from from the keeper up, uh, yeah. to the strikers. So I think I think it's going to be close. I'll probably go. I'll go one nil Watford rather than just to be different to Tom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're going to make it feel like a game, and I think it'll be disappointing to lose because it's always disappointing to lose. But I think we can be. I think we're going to be proud in defeat for the first yeah. time in a long time, which feels weird to say, but, um, and, and then again, it, it's that platform, you know, we've then got the international break to work from yeah. and, and I thoroughly think on current form, I think Swansea and Brentford are there for the taking, to be honest. Um, he says three weeks out full of confidence after a one nil win, a two one win, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah. I, I think on that point, you know, the international break is going to come at a really, even if we go two wins on the trot, 
even then I think he comes at the right time because he yeah. does need to work out what the fuck is going on. You know, he's got to get his feet under the table, not just with the playing staff. He's got to get himself used to his surroundings. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive club and I'm sure that he'll want to meet as many people as he can to, as he said, you know, bring everybody together. And he was yeah. at pains to say that in his, his interview. So I, I, think, I, think we, I think we'll draw. I think it'll be 1-1. And the reason I say that, Reading are a, a decent attacking force. Um, I don't think we're going to be doing the Karanka. Let's make wholesale changes to try and fit yeah. how they play. It'll set up 4-4-2. There ain't going to be a lot of changes. And we did limit. Um, we did limit Reading to not a lot. Really, but not a lot. We do that to Watford, then great. Well, I mean, and, we, and, we and that, held them at St Andrews for long and, enough. And that, and that's why I'm saying I think that we we could get something out of the game purely on the way we restricted them. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go one apiece. I, I I think winning is is probably yeah a bit Slim of a bridge, but not impossible. <laughs> bit of a bridge too far. <laughs> but yeah, again, I, I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't rule that out either. But uh, I think one-one uh, for for me. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's about it. So, uh, Carl, again, so you're two for two. You've, yep. you've gone through a sacking, uh, an appointment, and a victory. So, uh, yeah. And you're... if we lose, you'll get a sacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're definitely coming back. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Carl, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, lads. It's been great. No worries, mate. Top man. Uh, and Tom, uh, as ever, great work with the, the previews and the and the watch-alongs. They're, they're, they're quite good fun. So I'd, I'd certainly recommend anybody to uh, to have a look at those as well. But thanks for your yeah, contribution Tom. today, mate. No worries. Right then, that's it. Well, um, a week that felt like a year. Brilliant performance <laughs> from Blues. But brilliant appointment by Blues. Fucking hell, I didn't think I'd be saying that. But, uh, you know, we, we, we said we, the, the formula changes from, uh, I think, probably three from nine now. Um, and, and, yeah, it just feels like we've got somebody that, as we've always said, that gets the club at the helm. And, um, you know, we, I think we can all probably sleep a little bit um, more, more safe that we, we can probably get ourselves out of this shit and look about <laughs> what we can do next season. And I think Dong needs to repair the ground because if we're in the championship next year, it needs to be secure because we'll be making it fucking shake. That that is for certain. <laughs> yeah. So between between now and obviously the upcoming game against Watford, uh, Troy Dean. If you watch this, please don't score again for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but but for now, everybody uh, stay safe and keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.